evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith Fans with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo out here, obviously, all day, every day. Yeah? Yeah? Um, I've become so sad over these past two weeks, you know. Why? What's what's happened? There are no more free travel on buses. Oh, Isn't there? Something, no, yeah. you have to pay now. But how are you paying when they've blocked off the bus driver part? So they've put like a, a tapping thing on the, on like no so so like for for some buses you can go through the front, for some they put like a a thing like by the back door so you can go into there and pay for it there. Man's gonna forget still. Cause if I don't see a bus driver, I'm forgetting to tap in. Oh oh, and also like make sure you have a mask because if you try and go without a mask, it, there's there's a chance that you won't be allowed to. Yeah, that's for Monday. That's from the fifteenth. It's Monday, tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I said. Interesting. Anyway, all right, let's get to it today. I'm sorry, not sorry. Is there? Peter's already sent shots for me, like. Mo is in the hot seat. All right. Do you want to go first, Peter? Should I go first? Hey, go go ahead. Cool. Cool. So my question is to do with the Tower of Babel. Mm. Interesting. So you know them guys there? Building a tower to heaven. God said, right, you guys are sick, you know. <laughs> Scattered them all. So my question is, based on how the story is told in the Bible, um, uh, let me let me get up the verse quickly. So in verse 6, it says, The Lord said, uh, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they have been able to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So my question, is it possible... To get to heaven from earth based on this story in the Bible. Say that again, please. Is it possible? No, no, no. So read, read the passage again, please. Okay. Um, sorry, it's gone. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So, okay, so in terms of the question, I have always understood the passage more so from the perspective of um, pride than um, physically going up to heaven. And so it's almost like their pride elevating them to the point of, um, like, we are gods, like, look at what we have done. Um, more so than, hey, like God, God's here, like rah, we're we're in front of God in that. But then couldn't it be argued that like whenever God wants to call out blasphemy or like idol worship, He does. But I think there there's been a difference. There is a difference between idol worship and trying to make yourself a god. And I think that's will make yourselves gods. And I think that's what um, that's what I had. That's what that's where my mindset has always gone towards when it comes to the Tower of Babel. Um, so it's always like we want to make a name for ourselves and elevate ourselves to the positions of gods. So it's almost like um, Egypt with Pharaoh and like killing the first son, making that statement where it's just like. Pharaoh is almost seen as the living incarnation on it, living embodiment of the sun god. And their, their firstborn son is almost like, um, yeah, is 
is that high up because of that lineage. And so for God to sweep in and like kill firstborn son is very much making a claim of like, yeah, like I'm, I'm above you, man. Like I'm God. I'm the God. So what do you think that God meant when he said that nothing they plan to do will be impossible to them since they've begun to do this? And I th- again, I think I think that leans towards um, pride in our hearts and, and with sin. Um, that was after that was after Noah's Ark, right? Because uh, Noah's Ark was in Genesis 9, I believe. I can check. Give me a second. Yeah, that's after that's that yeah. was after Noah's Ark. And so it's like, yeah. He's a, he'd already wiped. Um, the flood has already come, like wiped everyone. He had already promised that he wasn't going to um, destroy all living beings off the face of the earth. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's that's my belief. I don't think that we can. That's my belief. I don't think we can um, physically elevate ourselves to the positions of of gods or to a position of god but i think we can pridefully do so where we view ourselves as gods and there was even a um a quote from Kanye west back in the day when he was like i am god in one interview somewhere so i I think that that's like the pride in human's heart that's not that's not a far um far off um, with with that he was quoted one of the um one of the psalms which which says that humans are and even jesus quoted that yeah. Even Jesus called that. But I think the difference between that is that the gods were, I might be mistaken. I think I read it in the Bible when they had the capital G. But I believe the humans in that was a smaller case G in that, um, in being made in the image of God, we convey something of God. And so in us saying we are gods, but recognizing that we're not Elohim. We're not the God. We're not the almighty God. Um, and even our power and everything is relative. So, yeah, I'm, do you know what? This, this is actually a good question. And it's challenging me in the way that I'm articulating this. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm doing this justice. Um, but, yeah, there's, I think there's a... Yeah, I don't know if I'm doing this justice. But I just have I've never read I've never read that scripture in that way and I just don't know how to articulate it well. Wanna jump in PR? I think Peter's muted himself. No, I don't think so. No, I have muted myself. Um so the question being, can you get to can you get to heaven based on this uh based on this passage? Yes. Right? Can you get to heaven physically? based on this passage yeah so i think in answering that question just just that aspect of the question um not to go theological but actually just remove to look at where we've what we've achieved technologically because the tower that they were building we can imagine or you know i I can imagine would not be or would never get just by virtue of physics would never get tall enough to go past say the international space station if that makes sense so if you're just looking at in terms of vertical elevation is there a way to get from earth to heaven just by going up i don't think so because that's and that's why i think the distinction is being made um 
with how like like for instance how Mo was saying what he understood by God wanting to disrupt their um, their unity in that sense um, and so in answering your question no I don't think you can just get to heaven by going straight up because we've gone straight up past the atmosphere you know past the, to the next planet at the very least you know and we've got satellites all the way out I think near Pluto where Pluto used to be at least you know International Space Station looking all the way out so yeah heaven is a spiritual place in as much as there is also the heavens the third heavens and the second heavens and all of that which i think are references to the atmosphere the outside the atmosphere and then the celestial bodies etc but that's that's a topic for another thing another thing the the reason i think god interrupted was because when men come together in such a, a manner we are we are capable of things and i think like um, Mo was saying, you know, there was an element of pride. Obviously, what they were doing was not to honor God, but I think it's, I think God intervening almost, almost uh, qualifies, or it's it, at the very least, it shows how dangerous it can be when we come together. And God's response to that was removing the language. And you think of where technology is taking us now and how our languages are. You know, at this point, uh, apart from the uncontacted tribes, wherever they are, we can speak with everyone anywhere, if that makes sense. And you've got to wonder what that's... <laughs> I, I, again, I'm speculating now and I'm going into my weird and wacky stuff. But, you know, is there an element of... We're getting to a place where we're so much of a global community that the iniquity will be overflowing and is that a sign of god coming back and all of that jazz again like i said I'm, I'm speculating but yeah no that's that's i don't think you can get to heaven physically i think god disrupted them because of uh, you know in recognition of the power that men have when we come together and i think we're getting to that point now so yeah i think it'll be a sick storyline if like someone discovered what the original language was and based on that they tried to build a tower and then something happened I've, I've I've read that the presumption is the original language was some various variant of Hebrew, mm. like a, an old old Hebrew. So, but yeah, of course that would be what we would say we're Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so I recognise a the bias there. Okay. Cool. I'm happy. I, I I don't think I did that justice, but hey. But well, let's try burning the towel and see what happens, isn't it? Nah, I'm not on it. I'm not on it. <laughs> I'm not on it. Cool. All right. So, um, my my sorry, not sorry. My question, Mo, for you. Uh, it's it's not even it's not even that deep. He I was says now. No, I was I was going to ask. Um, I, I didn't want to go with like a Black Lives Matter thing again because uh, I think we've uh, we've discussed that. But I was going to ask you, can so okay, can your view on the um, the the nature of the end time and when God is going to come and the rapture and all of that, can that prevent your entry into heaven? Mm. Okay, so that's you back to ask the question. Yes. Okay, so I think. I'll kind of give a brief summary um, for the listeners. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> so um, <I'm> <laughs> a millennial or a millennial is 
Um, so uh, Revelation speaks about um, a time period in the end times, regardless of however you chop it up. There's a time period in which there's going to be tribulations and like like the prophets is going to come down and be prophesying and like the, the dragon's going to like try to kill them and all of them things there. Like that's all of them stuff happening there in terms of tribulation on earth. Um, a millennial or amillennial believe that we are currently in that time. They, roughly speaking, they believe that the, the timeline that revelations or revelation um, depicts is essentially now because it is almost sandwiched between the first and second coming of Jesus. And so we see all of those things happening. And so, yeah, we are, we are in those times. Post-millennial, um, I think it's first and second Thessalonians where Paul was arguing that the time of Jesus has not already come and gone. But we will know, it, yes, it's going to come like a thief in the night, but you're going to know when the thief comes. Um, so it's not going to like, it's not going to come as a miss. But post-millennials believe that we're living after the second coming of Jesus. Um, pre-millennials, by default, then believe that we're living before the second coming of Jesus. So Jesus is going to come take all of his people out and then there's going to be the thousand years of tribulation or whatever. So you're not actually going to live through it. Um, so post-millennial is that it's already happened like it's done and then we're living in the aftermath now um so i i would argue i would like to argue that no it doesn't affect your entrance into heaven because i believe that heaven is um firstly heaven isn't conditioned on your theological stance it's based on christ so it's like if you're if you are in Christ then if there is a heaven which I believe there is then you be in Christ in heaven um and it doesn't negate the reality of revelations also saying new heavens and new earth there will be a new Jerusalem in which we'll dwell with God um now whether you believe that's heaven or you're going to be in like an actual heavenly place that's different situation different conversation but yeah I believe that that doesn't negate the end result but I do believe it will drastically impact how you interact with the times that we're currently living in so um i think it's galatians where paul is like paul says maranatha i believe i believe it's paul but that essentially just means come lord jesus come like come jesus if you believe that jesus already come you're not going to be saying come jesus because it's like you've already come and gone um and that will yeah that will affect the way that you kind of play out your faith i don't to answer the question no i don't think it impacts you going to heaven um simply because it's in christ and the thing that i would say though is that when it actually happens depending on your stance, you might be like oh okay so i was wrong (laughs) Mm. okay but Hopefully, it will be a happy I was wrong, mm. regardless of your state. Even if, mm. like, oh, so I was right, and still be a happy because joyous occasion in that you're in Christ. I don't believe that your theological stance will have an impact on you going into heaven, um, unless the post millennial was true and mm-hmm. we're currently living outside of that. And then that begs the question with, as Peter was saying, like the earth is so connected and blah, 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 internet mm. and everything like that where's the new jerusalem fam mm-hmm. like where unless that's unless that's a different planet but that's a whole different situation right there like god's just that got might this be what? Mass, 
That might be what um what's his name? Elon Musk and them like might go find hey. find on Mars. That way, hold on. It looks like there's a throne of David here. <laughs> <laughs> this looks very familiar. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I think the reason I wanted to sort of go there, I think I saw actually I think I saw it was on Desire and God. They've got like a whole hour long video post pre a millennial and a conversation about it mm. um, and I haven't watched it yet but um, I was just thinking what's the relevance of it of course it's theological of course it's like you said it does affect your interactions with God now however mm. you know considering it's when Christ comes and comes to take us is that is that consequential to our entry into heaven if we don't believe mm. that he's gonna come for us sort of thing but yeah just out of interest yeah i, be, I feel like the um, the most important thing to believe <clears throat> when it comes to faith is that jesus was was raised from the dead mm. for us um because even Paul was arguing that if Christ wasn't raised, then our hope is is still in the grave. Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, so I think that that's like the crux of of our argument that like he died according to the scriptures and was raised by the Spirit according to the scriptures. Yeah. Um, that he was who he said he was, and that yes. he's still alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but I think theological standpoints and stuff, in as much as we make a big deal out of it now. Yeah. I don't think it it holds much weight um, in the long run. No, I think that that is the one point. That is the one point that there's no there's no debating on. Mm. But outside of that, they're free for all. It just affects your enjoyment of God or lack thereof. Lack sort thereof. Of. Yeah. Like well, cool. Don't believe in speaking in tongues and that. Cool. Yeah. Stick with your two two English words. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true. It's like you've got a two for one. You don't want to take the two. That's cool. But I won't get on through. No, I don't want yeah. it. Just no, keep, I don't want it. I just like my my limited language. I don't want to speak like angels. I don't speak directly to God. Nah. Anyway, we're sending shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm happy with that. Cool. All right, let's get into the talk for today. Um, I want to talk about this last week, but we had a we had Nathaniel last week, so we couldn't. But I wanted to start the conversation about Kanye West. Oh, no. And Floyd Mayweather. Oh, no. Because they've been out in these streets doing positive things for once. You know? So Mayweather paid for George Floyd's funeral. Mm. Nice nice 80K. Kanye West um, set up a um, college fund for um, George Floyd's daughter. Two million, mm. you know, and and there are a bunch of other people doing good things for the cause. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they get It's people like you. It's people like you. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Which is why I want to have this conversation today. Why can't why can't why can't when when people do something nice, can we just say, oh, that was a nice thing? Why can't? I'm not saying you can't. But, but it's like. So why why is it important to point out specific people and and you know the the news outlets and everyone why is it important for specific people to get the recognition when there are people who've been doing good things you know I, all the way down 
Why are you not talking about the writers and scribes people who are, you know, putting out journals to help people process what's going on? Why are we not talking about them? Why why do you have to go to Kanye West and Floyd Mayweather? At the end of the day, it's all just sensationalized. And it's all just, yeah, we want to talk about these guys. And it's still done in a negative light. It's still done in, oh, well, okay, he's doing it this way. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's not the point. Like there's there's other people that I think should get more attention than you know, and it's great. God bless them for what they're doing. It's you know it's nice, but still. Oh, such a hate of you. <laughs> I'm just saying. My thing was more around the fact that um, you know, like whenever you hear about the the Kanye West and the Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather's, like when it's the negative, it gets all the news, it gets all the attention. But like when it's the good stuff, not so much. Um, I think that's I think that's why. So my argument would have been the reason that this is almost being highlighted is there tends to be, especially from a Mayweather perspective, um, most of the stuff that I've kind of heard about him and stuff like that has, very, has been very egotistical. So it's very much like, look at me, look at my flashy stuff, look at blah, blah, blah. And you could argue that him giving however much for the guy's funeral is almost like chump change to him and it's still kind of drawing attention back to him but it's like at least he's doing something that isn't particularly centered on himself um i i hear i hear you and the thing is though i feel and the thing is like if it was one of peter's favorite people we wouldn't hear the end of it i'm sorry whenever i whenever i talked about anyone (laughs) because you don't like anyone (laughs) (laughs) that's the real problem i'm consistent i'm consistent i'm just saying there's there's no there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with even acknowledging yes he's paid for whatever whoever you paid for that's cool it's just we we always get ten we always tend to be drawn to there's a celebrity culture that i think is very dangerous that's the thing i think there's a celebrity culture that's very very dangerous there are people doing stuff that we don't ever talk about um uh, manny pacquiao um, has made millions and millions and millions of dollars over his fighting career, and a large, large, large proportion of that goes to helping the people of the Philippines. No one talks about it, but then we want to talk about Mayweather because most of the time he draws attention for, like most said, maybe egotistical things, whatever. It's like, can we just not do the celebrity thing? Can we just look at, you know, I don't know, and just see? Yeah. So, my next question. Mm. Is so where do you draw the line when it comes to giving people their flowers and singing their praises? Like forget celebrities, like in in like the normal world. How often and like in what ways should we tell people you did a great job? Personally, I think at every opportunity you get, to be honest. Then say good job to Mayweather. Say good job to Mayweather right now. (laughs) I don't necessarily think he's done a good job. Oh my days. (laughs) Hey (laughs) up. Do you know, what? I, I I think as well. There's the um, yeah. I think that um, the like for example, the woman who um gave money at the temple when Jesus was in the temple, and all the Pharisees were like dropping out of their abundance, and this woman was almost ashamed to give the few copper coins. Um, there are some people who give to be seen to be given, and mm-hmm. others who have a genuine heart and I think even Pacquiao like we know that he gives but he's not like shouting about it he's not Mm. singing and dancing about it but it's almost like with these other people 
it's it's kind of along along those lines, and it's a real shame um, that sometimes we get people who give and just want everyone to know, and it's almost like yeah, you get, you kind of get. But but the thing that does kind of give me solace there is that Jesus is like, that's 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 your reward. People have clapped for you. There you go. Like, well done to you. So yeah, that that gives me solace. So if that if that's the reason Can he is doing it, snap, if that's the reason he's doing it, then he's kind of gotten what he wanted. Can I get a snap, please? You need to ask mommy. Mm. So is it wrong to want a pat on the back? When you say is it wrong to want a pat on the back? Well, the Bible the Bible does say just as um just as Mo was saying, you know, if if the recognition is what you want, it's, that's that's, that's the your reward. The that's yeah, the pat on the back. Is that's it? the thing that that's your reward. So it's like, and and it's not to say it's not nice to be um to be recognized or to be to be blessed or or whatever. That that's of course nice, but if that's what you want, that ends up being a reward. And it's, I mean, it's shallow in comparison to hearing "Well done, good and faithful servant" from God. Um, if that okay. Makes sense. okay, okay, okay. How about this? So, for some people, words of affirmation. Robert, is you can't, you can't, you, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't get. No one's gonna pat you on the back. For <laughs> I pat myself on my own back. I already know what. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, okay. so your your love language that you yeah. want to. Yeah. If your love language is, is words of affirmation, is, is it wrong for you to want to be affirmed by your partner? Well, no, because that's different, isn't it? That isn't How just... so? Well, that's your partner. You're not showing... doing it to be affirmed. Yeah, that's just the way that you 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 receive love. Yeah, so, so, that, someone... no, so that's why you, you want to receive love. You said that. No, it's not just one. It's how you receive love. If it's your love language, then that's how you receive love. It's not just how you want to receive love. Mm. Because oh, then but then you're you're moving into hey, a Robert, conversation. Don't make sounds like that. This the thing. You're moving into a conversation as to whether or not love languages are legit. I mean, we can have that conversation if you want to. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm alright. But <laughs> no, I think I think it's different when you do that, and it is different when that's a way that you respond to love and so someone doing it for you isn't necessarily just them patting you on the back it's them showing you they love you and when you do something in order to be recognized or in order to be uh to be seen and to be to get the pat on the back it's a different thing if that makes sense it's a different state uh this different posture of your heart yeah yeah, it's it's there's it's like there's a difference between like <laughs> giving your tithes and offering just because your pastor's on your back and actually being a cheerful giver. A delight like God delights in it and God wants a cheerful giver. Yeah. And someone who actually is like, nah, God, this this is the least I can do um with all that you've given me, as opposed to Pastor, you're supposed to give this in it. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully that resonates with someone. Yep. I just think it's a symptom of something else, which is this celebrity culture, which really and truly, if you're speaking, is idolatry. That's that's what Ooh. it really is. It's idolatry, and that's why I'm like, you know, that's why I'm a bit I'm a bit apprehensive about it. But no, I think give people give people their flowers at every opportunity you get. That's why last week, despite your crying, 
I felt it was necessary for me to do the intro for Nat because I wanted to give him his flowers. Hearts are still here. Look at Peter trying to worm something. I'm just like, I stay con, I stay consistent, man. All right, fine, give me flowers then. Give me flowers then. For what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question you have to ask me. That's the question you have to ask yourself. What can you give me flowers for? That's why I was drawing the blank, mate. <laughs> wow. Sorry, fam. Alright, give him more flowers. Give him more flowers. It's not by force. It's not by force. Why are you putting yourself in the line of these bullets? Why are you just like, yeah, I am, shoot me. No, because I value you as a friend, Peter, and I, was, I and, and I hope that I, it will be the same in return. Obviously. Alright, then give then give Peter his flowers. Alright, I, I can give Peter his flowers. Peter. I don't want no flowers on you. <laughs> Right, oh, right there, stress. toxic masculinity. <laughs> I've got hay fever. It has nothing to do with toxic masculinity. <laughs> I'm allergic to pollen. Nah, bro. Let me give you a flower. So, Peter, what flowers can I give Peter? You know, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have been in. Have, I've gotten into poetry seriously. <laughs> like, mm. like. I saw you perform at, at uni that one time. We're in, what's that place called? What's the cafe place called again? Last time I said it, it was the nightclub, so I'm not saying nothing. No, it was, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the cafe. It was the cafe, and then you did your... Um, she's number one, but she'll always be second poem. Oh, yeah. And I remember that, and I was like, whoa, this guy's got bars. Bars. Like, and like back then, like I didn't even know you like that. But I was like, yo, this guy's got bars. And then I was like, no way yet. If he can do this, I could do this. Hey, you should see Peter grinning right now, you know. <laughs> Peter's grinning. I, I don't know what else to do with my face. And yeah, so like you set me on the poetry journey, and like, and, and just like being friends with you has just like I've I've grown so much. I've learned so much. Um, you've challenged me in ways I didn't even know I needed to be challenged. There's like humility around you. I, I don't know if it's you, you've been humble or you're just trying to deflect everything that comes your way. Heart stolen, that man just yeah. deflecting everything, just Kevlar all over his heart. But for now, I'll call it humility because this is the flower, the, the flower segment. The short segment will come later. Yeah. And yeah. So, Peter, those are your flowers. All right. I Hold appreciate on. it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, give me a bite. <laughs> you, think, you think I'm joking? I'll be so serious right now. I'll be so serious right now. Ah, <sighs> okay, okay, all right, all right. What flowers? What flowers? Um, no, nah, I mean, I think the furnace wouldn't be the furnace without you. Evidently, hey. that much, that much is clear. That much is clear. I think um, you bring Robert. Definitely brings like a. A freshness in in the way that we think. Otherwise, it would probably just be me and Mo going back and forth on theological stuff that we probably need to read more on anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, you definitely bring a fresh a fresh perspective that is absolutely needed. Um, and I think that's just by virtue of you being who God's made you to be, which is which has been a blessing to us as well, at least to me, definitely. It's been a blessing to force me to think um, differently about things and not just restrict myself to a point of view that I find comfortable. Um, so, yeah, 
I'll give you that one flower. It's cool. Oh, that was so nice, Peter. This getting long. Okay, Moses, your turn. It's Moses, Moses' turn. Oh, me. you gave him. Okay. You gave him your mask. That's that's his flower, <laughs> or whoever it is. No, let me give Moses some flowers. So I've always appreciated Moses's Moses's Moses's. <laughs> is, yes, Moses's. Is, is, is it Moses's or is it just Moses? I think it's Moses's, which is weird. <laughs> no, because like with Jesus, you, you tie Jesus' sandals. It's, it's not you tie Jesus' sandals. So in the same way, it should be Moses. It probably is Moses, because you wouldn't put an extra Moses. S. You just put an apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always admired Moses' um, intellectual way of thinking. Mm. Like, I, like, like I just like love seeing the way he like processes stuff and breaks things down and, and puts them back together again. Um, I like the way that he'll just like pick something up and just be so focused on it and then get really good at it and then just like, yeah. like. Um, specialize and just learn as much as you can about the subject and just like very disciplined in doing that mm. I'm like whoa I wish I could do this I'll be a million number one. Um, yeah and I like that he knows how to chill and still be him you know he still speaks with a slang he doesn't try and switch it up even though he's got all the eloquent words he keeps it all to himself <laughs> Take appreciate that. Finest. Appreciate that. But yeah. I think I think um in terms of Robert. Um <laughs> Robert's just giving up flowers in order to receive them right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms Sorry, of Robert. Robert if, <laughs> if it wasn't for the podcast and his contribution to the podcast, um my thought process or the way that I view things would be very orthodox. Mm. In that, as you were saying, um, as Robert, as Peter said, we would just be doing like Bible study and then just digging into this, digging into that. Um, but one thing that I love when it comes to conversations with Robert is that it just pushes the conversations in ways that I wouldn't naturally think of. Mm. And so it then gets me thinking about things in ways that I don't naturally think of. Um, so even Arnold was like, the pod, in the podcast, we, we address things in ways that isn't necessarily conventional or traditional. Mm. And I think that's predominantly thanks to Robert. Yeah. And that's got me, because we've been doing this week in, week out for years, that's just pushed me into into positions of just thinking about things from unconventional means. Mm. And that's, that's very much seeped into the way that I engage with the Bible. So I'm, I'm just like, oh, okay, so what about this? And so even though I'm kind of doing, going through my own process, it's still being informed and influenced just by being non-conventional and not approaching things in a way that um, it's almost expected or society has conditioned me to, mm. but still being open to look at things from different ways. And yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, thanks, guys. There you go. I feel so warm and lovely inside. Though. So sad. Anywhere you want to share with, share with, with, with each other? Sorry? Anywhere you want to share with each other? No, we're good. We don't need the pat on the back. 
Fam, don't speak for Moses. I do. See, there you go. I do, fam. Let's go. Bring it. <laughs> I'm literally texting Robert now that we've got five minutes. For real. Has that, it been that long already? Yeah. Oh man. Okay, give I Moses guess, the flowers. I guess that's the episode. No, no, no. Give, give, give Moses the flowers. Give him the flowers. All right, Moses. Moses is consistency, man. He, um, yeah, he, he, when when he gets hold of something, he digs into it. That's, it's definitely, um, it's it's motivating. It it's like, yeah, you can't just you can't just get into something and then be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not gonna try it because you know, if it was Moses, he would be in it. He'd be studying. He'd be working. He'd be specialising, just as Robert said. So that's that's always been good. And then I think Mo, for me, has definitely been a um, a like a, a a yardstick or like a measuring a measuring rod or just like I know I, I always have to be on my steady properly um, because Mo will challenge Mo will, you know. And he's also got a good understanding of what's going on uh so yeah no i think mo's, mo's really been a blessing in that sense to me for sure yeah look at us bonding come on Stress. i think i think um yeah i think peter peter for me is like peter's always for me a reminder um to dig into God's word. It's very much like that's, that's like Peter's MO in everything. It's just like dig into the word. Um, so Peter will start to answer a question and then we'll start it with, I haven't done extensive study on this. I'm trying to keep it humble. These times we know that Peter forever stays in the word. <laughs> and it's, it's just a reminder where it's just like, first it's a reminder to never think that I have everything patterned in terms of, I don't know. And as much as I, I may have spent donkeys or whatever in, in, the, in the Bible, doesn't necessarily mean I've got things patterned. Um, but also a reminder to just keep at it, to just keep chipping away. Cause like, I'll, I'll have a conversation with Peter and then he'll reference it and I'll just be like, wow, okay. That's, and it's like, I, I love having even though it <laughs> in the conversation it really it can be frustrating but I love having um, biblical conversations with him because he really pushes me to look at things in ways that I hadn't when I was considering it myself and so like even recently there's been a few things that I've been bouncing back and forth with Peter and I've really enjoyed it in as much as it's been really challenging and I've enjoyed it because it's been challenging and so even though it's like, it's in the moment, it is a struggle, but I'm always still like, that's, that's how I am internally. Yeah. So yeah, in the moment, I'm just like, it, I, I need this to kind of help me think through some of the stuff that I'm, do, I'm going through. So yeah. Isn't that great? My heart feels so warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, Robert, keep quiet about your heart, man. Oh. We can be so nice to each other when we choose to be, but, but we just cho- <laughs> we just we just don't choose to do it enough. May this be a lesson to us all. Amen. Amen. 
Hands on his own. All right, let's do hookups. Hey, man, I, I, had, I had to mute myself because Noah was going on a mad one. All right, see? The real Christians say amen. Peter just laughs in the background. <laughs> Playing on I'll go first on a hookup just so mm. I can kind of mute. Um, so my hookup, for anyone who has got a Switch, Pokemon expansion pack drops this week. Oh, it's already out. Like you can buy the you can buy the DLC and that, but the content drops this week on the seventeenth. So yes, get involved, fam. I've just patterned up my Pokedex. I should be able to get all four hundred Pokemon by the end of today. No, like that. If I did, if I weren't holding on to my son, I'd be so close right now. But that is you, isn't it? No, like that. That is you, isn't it? I'm like. 396. I got mm. four more Pokemon to go, you know, like that. But yeah, obviously I'm holding on to my son. I, I'm, I'm taking care of my responsibilities, you know, like that. So yeah, Pokemon's got to wait a hot minute. But yeah, that's that's me, Pokemon DLC. It's for both Sword and Shield. So cop yourself, cop yourself the, the Switch, then cop yourself the, the, the Pokemon game, then cop yourself the DLC. But if you already got all of them things, then you're waiting. If you don't like Peter, don't be a pagan like Peter. <laughs> Go get the Switch. Yeah. Go get a Switch. Get Pokemon. Get the DLC. Come battle me in it. And Robert. Yeah. We does blah, this blah, all blah. day, every day. All day. Yeah? On yeah? this thing. Yeah. Fam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my hookup, because I am Christian, is. <laughs> I mean, no, if you have no, to no. say it, <laughs> No, so there's... Uh, there's Robert, there's... what were you saying about humility? Um... <laughs> mm. No, my, my, we, had a, we, we had a song recommended for worship today that was just incredible. Um, so Will I, into brackets, 100 billion X. 100 billion, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a, version, there's a version by Osby Berry uh, and yes. Cross Worship that yes. is... Yes. Yo, so we, we, we had it today and I was just like the lyrics are so on point. Uh so yeah, now check check that video out. Uh so will I. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a banger. Mm. Um my hookup this week is a YouTube page. Dr. Bo Hightower. Oh. <laughs> He's a chiropractor. Yes, chiropractor for like UFC and like WWE superstars. Yeah. And it's just so fascinating watching him just like crack people's bodies and do things. Yeah. It's like yo. Maybe I need to do a little of that things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, and like, he's got this hammer and, and this chisel that he used to just go pop, 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 pop. And everyone's like, "Yo, this is the most flexible I've been in so long." Yeah. And yeah, it sounds disgusting when you go through the cracks and the cricks, <laughs> but it's so mm. fascinating. There's a whole, there's a whole like YouTube rabbit hole you can go down, which is just loudest cracks and and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, cool. High time. I'd, yeah. I'd be scared that you know. I'd be the one time that <laughs> you'll get paralyzed. So. Yeah. <laughs> he hits the wrong joint. Yeah. <laughs> and all he hears, whoops. I'd love to do that, you know. I would do that for bands. <laughs> yeah, then you go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be injured doing the same thing. Hey, fam, what? Hey, let me just chiropractor it. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's round up. Cool. Shout out to Ruto Intro Outro Music. Here you go. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing Logo. Mm. You can find us at Twitter at Furnace UK. On yep. Instagram, TBS Furnace. 
Yes, sir. You can email us at tbsfurnaceartmail.com. You can find us on soundcloud.com for slash the Blacksmith Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, Blacksmith Furnace with an apostrophe. Including iTunes and Spotify, them things there. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Oh, um, we'll be doing more poetry in a couple of weeks. So look out for that. I think it's going to be me versus Mo this week. That, that, that week. So it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And the next month it will be Peter versus Moses to complete the Trinity. <laughs> so much heresy going on. That's cool. Cool. Great. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Blow. <laughs>